Welcome back everyone for part three of COVID-19, True Seeking and Spiritual Outcome. Let's resume. For me anyway, um, was a uh, a documentary that I had seen at the tail end of 2018, I believe. Um, This was a documentary by a researcher, by um, a guy in alternative media by the name of Brad Olson, and his documentary was... um, Anomaly, oh, I can never pronounce that word. Anomalies um, of the Antarctic. Basically, this guy, um, the documentary itself was not important, but at the end of it, the, the 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 interviewer said to him, "So, Brad, you know, what do you see for 2019? Um, how do you see 2019 going? What way do you think is is going to go?" And this guy has had a lot of research in secret societies he has wrote books on esoteric um or esoterum um he uh is he's heavily involved in that um and he said something very interesting now remember this is the end of 2018 he said it's not 2019 that i'm interested in it's 2020 and he said that i've been told by a reputable source who is involved with um with these people, with these elite, with these very high influential people who pretty much run the world, that 2020 is when they will make their move. When they will make their move for world domination. We're talking about a one world currency, one world government, population control. And if they feel, or sorry, he also said that um, we would see, no he didn't actually, he said if they feel this is their chance, if they feel this is when it all collapses, this is when it all falls to pieces for them, when all the truth will be revealed about what's going on in the world, the fall of the Vatican and stuff like that there. And I thought that was very interesting. So in 2019, um, 2019 came and gone, and then 2020 is when this uh, this really kicked off, wasn't it, if we remember then? 2020 was when the entire world became locked down, when this became a global thing rather than an isolated thing to, to some far off country. And so that always stuck with me. And I, I thought, well, you know, linking the two, could this potentially be? Could this potentially be something that has been manipulated, something that is potentially man made in order to um, further um, these people's. Um, uh, agenda for for control, for world domination, for mass surveillance of people. Who knows? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I found the parallels very, very interesting. Um, and since then we have uh, seen even more restrictive measures in, in countries. We have um, seen. Uh, the world spiral greatly out of control 
um, we've seen um, the, 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 the QAnon movement rise and, and, and fall along with uh, with Donald Trump. It was, it was very um, heavily linked to Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump being another one who um, had a very different opinion on the whole coronavirus um, pandemic, pandemic. I remember he apparently caught it and was treated with uh, a cocktail of drugs, um, which did not involve um, the, the experimental vaccines at the time. So it was a very interesting situation, 2020. And as I said, I, being uh, in the position that I was and researching and, and listening to as much as I as I did, I found it very interesting and began to see that uh, more and more doctors and uh, health professionals and uh, people with, with decades of experience behind them start to speak out about um, the, the way that we were t- being told uh, to combat this and also about these... Uh, vaccinations that, that uh, began to, to begin to the work uh, or began to um, be, be be worked upon or began to come to fruition and again I'm not someone who's anti-vaccination um, at all as I said I'm just someone who um, believes mostly in in natural alternatives and believes that um, most medication that, that we get um, is really just not particularly designed to, to cure us, um, but perhaps um, keep us coming back for more, shall we say? Because um, I guess if, if you were truly cured, then there would be no norm, no need for, for for repeat prescriptions, for repeat medication, um, which obviously um, is paid for. And is obviously um, makes a profit for pharmaceutical companies. Again, I'm not saying that all medication or all vaccinations are bad or are not worth taking. And um, we wouldn't be where we are today without um, things like penicillin and, and, and certain vaccinations. But I think at some point down the line, um, it has become more about profit um, than truly helping people. It's become about profit. And so um, we've seen that uh, these vaccines, as I said, my, my, um, my thing about these, these vaccinations is that they uh, seem to be rushed out and we seem to, to get um, these vaccinations in, in, in extremely quick time. And anyone who knows anything about vaccinations understands that they have to go through rigorous testing. Um, to on to make sure that there are no lasting side effects, they have to be tested for three, four, five years to make sure that there are no um, side effects that are going to permanently disfigure or damage people. Um, and even then, that's why we have um, leaflets in our medication and vaccines telling us of potential side effects that have been known because they have been tested, tested for years on. Um, both animals and then people. But these vaccinations, um, the Pfizer one, um, the one I'm thinking of, the Oxford Pfizer, Austra, uh, Oxford AstraZeneca, um, seem to be rushed out and rolled out in dead quick time. And 
we were told that these vaccinations were going to provide the solution to all our woes that we were going to, once we got these vaccinations, that that's it. We would be coronavirus free, that that's, we were, once we were vaccinated, we would no longer be at risk of death. We would no longer be at risk of transmission. We would have the uh, disease or the, the, the pandemic under control and world, the world would return to normal. Um, and these were touted as being extremely successful, if not 100% effective, then there are thereabouts, maybe up into the high 90s. Um, and so there was a lot of rush to get these out. What most people didn't realise was that um, these vaccinations were never approved for medical use. They were, as I said, never actually tested, very, very little testing done on They were never officially approved for public consumption. This pandemic was declared a state of emergency and so these rushed vaccinations were implemented under this state of emergency. Um, but it, it was just crazy. The amount of um, the amount of uh, of um, I don't want to say propaganda but the amount of um, Spotlight the amount of um, media coverage given to to these vaccinations. Um, we they couldn't wait to show us the people who were were, were taking this up, you know, and, and and playing upon our emotions because they they were showing us elderly people who you know were masked up and who have been isolated for so long and being told that uh, you know once they're vaccinated life would be re- able to return to normal and they'd be able to see their families again who they hadn't seen for 12 to 18 months you know had, had only previously had contact with them through um, uh, like apps such as FaceTime or Zoom or things like that there and so it played on people's emotions yeah we were showing the people who um, queues lined up to get them, um, and this was this was in contrast again to to the to the fear to the panic that was spread about the coronavirus. We were told that hospitals were full to bursting of of people who who were dying with coronavirus, that they were going to have to employ. Um, extra staff in order to, to help deal with this here that there were um, refrigerators um, being bought to, to store dead bodies there were, there were trucks uh, parked outside hospitals in order to, to cart off all of the, 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 the enormous um, the enormous um, uh, what, what way can I say the enormous uh, Oh, the enormous um, uh, pile of bodies that uh, of people who had died, and at, at the time there were people who were actually um, going down to their local hospitals uh, with their own phones and going, "Well, I don't see this." Who were actually going into hospitals and filming around them and, and, and being shown that uh, these hospitals were were dead, <laughs> not literally, but the, the the waiting rooms, the the wards there, they were they, they were eerily silent. Um, as a matter of fact, that they were even more um, silent what that, that you would normally have. And we started to see nurses blowing a whistle, talking about people being um, ventilated, being induced into uh, up with a cocktail of drugs, 
um, after being told they had coronavirus and then being put on the ventilators um, and then not waking up from this here. Uh, we had nurses and doctors saying that, uh, that this was all media hype, that it was fake, um, that uh, the, 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 the hospitals weren't overwhelmed um, or that, that the, the facts were being distorted, that it was only certain wards or certain hospitals that were potentially overwhelmed, that maybe one hospital in a region was designated as uh, the coronavirus hospital. So anyone who was suspected or suspected of um, having coronavirus immediately made a beeline for that one hospital. It was not all hospitals. And so there was a lot of duplicitousness about all of this. Um, And again, at the time, with all of this swirling on, um, we all kind of wondered what, what it was. Was it a natural... Uh, thing that had uh, mutated, did it escape from a lab um, what were in these vaccinations you know, you had all sorts of wild theories going about that uh, they were going to change your DNA, you were going to have disfigurements that they were going to be able to take control of your body, all these wild wild theories going about about the, the vaccinations and where the, the coronavirus originated from but at the time um I found that uh, and I, we had such a divide in the spiritual community about all of this and a divide in society as a whole about this. We had people who were readily willing to take the vaccination no matter what in order to get life returned to normal so that they could get back out to shopping again, back out to doing what they normally done. And then with people who were extremely anti, anti-vaccination um, who, who believed that it was a microchip being implanted in you that would be able to track your every movement that um, these RNA R, is it RNA um, vaccinations would completely alter your DNA um, so we had all sorts of speculation going about and even even people in alternative media who um, were very knowledgeable about these uh, these events were, were completely flummoxed themselves and were admitting that uh, they had run the whole Continent of uh, of all these all these theories of the man-made of the bat transmission of the bioweapon of the originating in a, in a in a in a in a lab in, in, in China in Wuhan and all the rest of it and it just became this thing that seemed to take a life of its own but I think because of um, and in light of of Donald Trump. Um, where, where, where the term fake news had come up and um, we started to see fact checkers springing up around the place we started to see this uh, this sort of fake news element really take shape into the, the forefront of the public consciousness and we started to see that um, for me anyway that uh, the media became less unbiased and became more and more biased. As I said, we started to see it with Donald Trump with every every possible angle, every possible slur and slander that they could come out with, every possible negativity um, was attributed to him in order to, to take him down, in order to shape the public consciousness that this was a bad man. Um, we were not allowed any, um, any sort of... Um, opposing narrative that uh, he might not actually be, be might actually have a good idea here and there he might actually ha- have an idea worth listening to and so in, in, and because of that and because of um, all of the the now um, 
whistleblowers and um, doctors, nurses, health professionals who had been, been coming forward to share their opinion about um, about the, the, the misleading narrative coronavirus. We started to see all these fact checkers um, springing up around the internet. And these fact checkers were, were organizations, were bodies, were people who were there to tell us what was fake and what wasn't at the end of the day. We started to see news corporations um, employing these fact checkers. We started to see websites being fact checked um, to say that this is misleading, this is false news, do not listen to this um, opinion. And it just became that the internet then started to become very, very policed. Um, We were quite quickly told what's believable and what wasn't. And people, as I said before, with with the mainstream, with listening to to government, with listening to scientists, um, quite quickly believed what these um, fact-checking sites and organisations told them. Um, Without sitting to consider, well... Who are they? What are their credentials? Um, how do we know that what they're telling us is, is correct? You know, what where is this news source that, um, that I could go and, and potentially listen to? People just seem to, to take it on um, good faith um, or, or perhaps something else that um, what they were being told was the truth. Um, and again, this all feeds back to... Um, to, to atrocities, to, um, to, to to various governments misleading the public, manipulating the public, um, crimes, dodgy deals, um, me- media spin. All this, uh, all this um, originated from this here. Um, and people quite quickly for, forgot about that. They just seemed to, to buy into this. Um, as I said, people had, had followed and listened to government advice. And so then people listened to these fact-checkers. They would not read or listen to um, a, a site or a news story that had apparently been, been fact-checked um, by some of these. And it just became this um, this thing where, where every statement that disagreed with uh, official opinion, with the official narrative, had been fact-checked to, to be labelled as fake news. People then had no inclination to to search out a different opinion because it was right there in front of them. Well, this site has been fact-checked, this news story has been fact-checked, and it, it's wrong, it's lies. And, you know, if you kind of confronted some of these people, um, well, I don't need to, you know, well, how do you know? Well, because this, how do you know that it's wrong? How do you know that it's, it's false? How do you know that it's fake news? Well, because, you know, it's been fact-checked. Um... Because, you know, the, the government has said so. And so people are just, um, I don't want to say people are gullible, but most people just don't scratch beyond the surface. They just take things in face value. They they believe what they're being told. Um, like lemmings in a way. Um, through, yes, no fault of their own, just through society, the way it has been shaped and their opinions have been formed and moulded. Um but yes, the, these fact-checking organisations sprung up. And um, even on reputable sites, uh, as I said, I follow Dr. McCoy, I follow Green Med, Green Med Info. Their opinions, their um, research, their stories were subjected to these fact-checkers. Um, 
when they tried to, to publish their, their opinions, their news stories, they were struck down. And this then spread to social media giants. Um, we had, um, obviously, in, in light of Donald Trump and uh, his supporters, we were labeled far right. We had um, media giants who refused to spread um, any, any words or any opinions of anyone who purported to follow Donald Trump or follow such conspiracy theories such as QAnon. They were removed from, um, from accounts such as Twitter, from Facebook, from YouTube. It was labeled false information inciting to violence. Um, and then after uh, Donald Trump kind of left, this kind of latched on to coronavirus. And so then what we had then was any anyone who disagreed with the, the main opinion, anyone who disagreed with, uh, with the ongoing narrative was had their stories blocked. Um, they were shadow banned on Facebook. Their, their stories did not reach all of their followers. Um, they were demonetized on YouTube, which meant that um, they their funds or their money that they would have um, received from uh, the, the, all of their followers um, or all of their subscribers watching and listening to to their to their broadcasts or news story, they would have found that um, their their money was withheld, and so they were unable then to continue putting out and researching um, more information of this of this nature, and so it just became this quite dystopian world. We started seeing that um, that. Uh, George Orwell's 1984, um, or or or, or the uh, the the government at the time in the the motion picture V for Vendetta, um, or the graphic novel of the same, started to become a reality. Started to become a um, started to see this totalitarian spread within our society. Just this totalitarian creep. Uh, that many researchers had warned off for many, many years. But again, we're laughed at. Laughed at people like David Icke, people like Alec Jones, various other people, people less contentious as them. Just even um, ordinary alternative media. We started to see um, these fact-checkers on these social media giants um, refusing to, to broadcast or host their opinions or their, or their websites. And if you were someone who... Um, simply got their news from Twitter, who relied on the, this feed coming into their Facebook, um, and suddenly you had no longer access to that information because of the reasons why I mentioned. Quite a number of people then had no idea how on earth to access that information. Quite a lot of people don't actually know how to use the internet, don't know how to type in a web address, Type in an internet address, www.greenmadeinfo.com.com, um, um, Collective Evolution, the Pulse, Sot.net, um, uh, uh, things like um, the Free Thought Project, um, uh, Mint Press News, any, any organization like this here, alternative media, um, most people had no idea because they were solely reliant on social media giants providing them with this here and so because of this here as i said um these websites these organizations started to lose readership started to lose money 
started to lose viewership and the situation became worse from then. We started to see outright bans. We started to see entire channels being taken down. Um, we started to see accounts being scrubbed, millions of pages of research of everything contained on that website gone. Millions of followers um, completely wiped out when YouTube channels were taken down. Um, and it was all deemed in the name of uh, stopping the spread of fake news. But whatever happened to making up your own mind? Whatever happened to uh, researching, doing your own research and making up you know, your own opinion? And this, uh, this is where the, the media um, played a massive part in this here. Um, we used to see on television um, debates. We used to see different political ideologies. We used to see different opinion. We used to see guests invited on to panel shows or debate shows um, that to debate and have it out. We used to see a public um, audience in which they would ask questions of opposing factions. And generally what we would do is when we watch this here, we would sit and listen and we'd make up our own opinion as to what made sense, as to what was believable, as to what ideology we would listen to. But this coronavirus split people like, like nothing else. We no longer seen this. We no longer seen scientists, health professionals, epidemiologists, immunologists, um, be invited on to, to give their opinion. It was simply government um, approved and government um, in, or in favour of government opinion um, or government guidelines, uh, scientists and health professionals. And so once again, because people had no idea, no idea that um, the scientific community was not all um together on this here um, then they simply believed that um, everyone within the scientific community was of the same opinion was for pro-vaccination pro-lockdown um, pro-staying at home pro whatever whatever measures that were come out um, in order to, to safeguard people and look it, 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 it was just crazy I could name so, so many researchers, um, health professionals, world's, world-respected um, immunologists, um, world-respected um, doctors, world-respected uh, nurses, world-respected researchers, scientists, um, anyone of this, this nature who could give an opinion on on on, on, uh, on on viruses like COVID, um, anyone like that there who came out and gave a different opinion on this, their their views were not made public. There they were taken down from Twitter. Their uh, content was blocked on YouTube. Their um, their Facebook pages were taken down or or blocked, and so the vast majority of the public had no idea, no idea that that there was a different opinion out there. Um, just absolutely crazy and I, as I said it just seemed to get worse it seemed to get worse the longer that this went on um, I've been recording this for, for quite a while now and I, I've got nowhere near the, the, the spiritual aspect that I like to talk about but I, I do hope that this has given you some sort of insight if you, if you had no idea about any of this before 
and we can take a short break here and we'll leave this part for um for now and hopefully i will have the final piece of this podcast available for you the listener to listen to by tomorrow join me then